0: I thought you were dead. Get
1: the sun out of your eyes and be yourself. I
0: heard you were dead. She's dead, wrapped in plastic. That man's dead back there. It was worse than dead. It must be dead. Is this a dead man, duck? Oh no!
2: Oh this
0: Hello
1: there, welcome to Roast Morton Podcast, the legend of the Hidden Fister Chronicles, as we always Fister. do. I am Tom.
0: Hidden Fister? Yeah. I'm, I'm all out in the public! I'm Premium Fister Travis!
1: Yes, and I'm so curious as to how one would covertly be fisted. I'm your Cody for the evening. Well, you know what? You have to stay tuned, you have to listen to every episode backwards, and then how you'll can understand- How you be surprised someone's fist is in your butt? Uh, it's it's like- uh, it's a sneak up on you. It's a Wayne I, Gretzky sneak attack.
0: No, it's like you're sitting on the park bench feeding the birds. How okay. does that come from experience? All of a sudden, a little squirrel pops up on you. He's like, oh, hey, what's going on? Oh. And then there's a man, and he's like, shah, blah! Uppercutting
1: your anus. Mm-hmm.
0: So you don't know uh. if it was a where squirrel or it was just a man.
1: Well, either way, um, fist size is very different. I feel like it would be obvious. Yeah, yeah. a fist size is... Uh, I don't know. Look, let's not get into it. We're just gonna tell yeah. the story of it. That's that's yeah, sure. what people are here for. Yeah, yeah. lovely. Hi. How was uh, everyone's a squirrely week? Where the fuck is what's his face? Oh, Mike is still in California. Oh, god
0: damn it. Oh, that's where he's doing.
1: I think he's broke now. He spent all his money on gas station CBD. <laughs> it's expensive, man.
0: I I just saw his story, and there's some hot pants that says like Mike's treasure or something. I think oh, yeah? he might be. I think he might be buying some sweet hot pants.
1: Oh, well, I guess he's allowed back on this podcast. Well, he is the third best dresser of the podcast, so yes. I wouldn't be surprised.
0: You guys pull my weight. What about what about you guys? What's, you're not in California. True. Um, no one else. No. Yeah. So this week i I
1: was working on a pilot that's getting pitched, a kids show. I can't really talk about it that much, other than. It was a good show. I hope it gets picked up. Yeah. And uh it kind of killed me for like 40 hours straight at the end of the week. So, once again, more tireder. And you have to present today. Wow. Yeah, you know, th- that's the one thing I love about feeling tired. The only thing I really like to do is reading out loud when I'm tired <laughs> cuz I know I'm going to nail every word cuz my eyes You're are al- slow.
0: You're also the only person on the show that right now that's not drinking a Monster energy yes. drink. Cheers uh- to you, Travis.
1: You guys are Cheers. pussies. Oh, anyway. Oh, one other thing that I did this week, I put a down payment on a Jeep Wrangler. So what, really, yeah, it's official. If you guys see me on the road, you're legally allowed to ram me off of it. Okay. Oh
0: no, you're gonna be a Jeep boy. Are you gonna be Close. like oh, my hair? My hair is this way because of my Jeep. I I am uh, not going to participate in anything Jeep culture
1: whatsoever. Uh, so I'll probably uh, be I'd, shunned immediately. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, right now, you're being shunned. Yeah. I just don't understand how people in Jeep culture are okay with, like, an incomplete vehicle. Like, oh, the top's down, there's no fucking doors, but you still paid full fucking price. Well, it's okay, a Mr. Potato Head of cars. Yeah, like, You could choose right. how angry Mr. Potato Head is at any moment. Oh, Maybe okay. he doesn't have a so, nose. So instead of a grill on the front of the car, I can just have, like, a dildo-shaped bayonet and just ram people off the road? If you have the proper kit, then
0: why oh, not? the... Dude, you know it's sick like if I got rid of my doors and just put a tarp up for doors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my tarp door?
0: Yeah, it's gonna happen. I yeah, don't know, whatever, door. so
1: that's fun. I haven't bought a new car in a while and it's a manual transmission two-door. Um, ah, yeah, no one's stealing that. It's black. I'm, I'm basically gonna drive, as soon as I get it, I'm gonna drive over to Jurassic Park. And, <laughs> well, uh, wait,
0: it's got, when you get it, it's not gonna be a two-door anymore. It's going to be a no door. Yeah, dude. Uh, Get rid of them doors. Yeah. Perfect. That'll be fun. Cody, what have you been
1: wrangling? No, not Jeeps. Uh, I made a new friend. Hold your applause. She's in my neighborhood, but she lives like fucking, I want to say, like 14 houses down. Super helpful, uh, kind-hearted lady, but she disgusts me. Because the easiest way... Or her preferred method of communicating with me is to ring my fucking doorbell, and have like a human interaction with me. Like wait, literally, wait, be- it- like literally before this fucking podcast, my doorbell rang and she was on my fucking doormat asking me if I needed anything from the store. And I'm just like, that's adorable, but disgusting. Please text me in the future because like. Y- Doesn't she know that America is too nervous to have that kind of interaction? D- dude, my fucking adrenaline spiked. I was just like, that was my doorbell. <laughs> that means it's a fucking audit or a ninja trying to kill me. And I want neither of these to ruin my Sunday. I have a podcast. Hey man, a secret hours. fister.
0: Wait, did you get your cock drained at a cult meeting?
1: Uh, No, that didn't happen when I went to those. Oh. Sorry. Is a different lady? Different lady, yes. Not, okay. not the same neighbor lady. Travis, what are you doing? Why should I care about your week?
0: Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> what do I have to do with it? I don't even know, man. Oh, well, I ate all the spaghettis. Did I talk about that on an earlier show? I don't think you I did. You hyped up to it. You I never... hyped up to it. Yeah, I, I don't I know. Ate...
1: Remember, because we did an episode four days ago or something. Uh, yeah, whatever. You did it. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, He's alive. I did it. He's still it. alive. Yeah. Uh, tell me what I should eat next. Celery, I've probably. I've discovered yeah. I've discovered Dutch Bros. Do you know what Dutch Bros is? Is that food? No, it's one of those coffee houses that's out here. You drive up and you get coffee, and they have a coffee called the Annihilator. What is that? Just a lot of coffee in a cup? It gives you a heart attack. It's got all the cream and whips. All right. I've, I've been addicted there to there the eating, drinking and the eating it.
1: Well, we know yeah. you've been addicted to eating.
0: Yeah. Well, that's you do, it, of-
1: <laughs> you do it mid-show sometimes.
0: Oh, I got some. Oh, what are you I'm eating gonna... now? I got Buffalo Cheez-Its. <laughs> Tom. Yes. Uh, who's on the Danky Hole? Yeah, get, uh, get me out of here. All right, I'm excited to do
1: this. This is uh, the third installment of uh, a series I am calling The, the Goof Troop. Oh, wow. Mm. We're going we, back to the goof. Yeah, I'm going back to goof. Uh, there, There's a few more of them, but this is, I think this is King Daddy in a way. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, so the, who was the first one we did? We did um,
0: Alan Ginsberg. Uh, that, was,
1: that was the second one we did. <laughs> that was Two. with Melanie Moat. She came over. And then I did Jack Kerouac. Jack
0: Kerouac. Right. Kerouac,
1: yeah. Who's uh, a tremendously boring character. Uh, so we'll get into more of an exciting one, which is William S. Burroughs.
0: Spurros.
1: Spurros. Spurros. William Spurrows. Right, and uh, the, so much research on this guy that I had to break it up. This is a two-parter, so get ready. Oh, yeah. It's probably okay. not going to be as long as the two separate parts of Frank Sinatra, but it is a two-parter. With no further ado, let's get into some William S. Burroughs. He is one of the cardinal figures of the beat poet literary world. Uh, Kerouac mm-hmm. kind of started the movement as I covered before, but Burroughs was the guy who really figured out how to truly waste everyone's time. Oh. Uh, he has published both extremely terrible and excellent writing, unlike Ginsburg, who only really focused on terrible, terrible writing. Uh, so that's a, a bit of a range. We're going to talk about the writing uh, on the second episode of this. Okay. Right now we're going to just talk about him as a, a dick. Oh, hell yeah!
0: I yep, love talking guy. about people as a dick uh would also like uh so we t- kind of talked about this on some of the other goof troop bullies, um, and I almost feel like William S. Burroughs is like the champion of when you're in high school and you want to be different and cool and you read a Burroughs book
1: yeah i am definitely guilty oh. of uh, this yeah. was the only of the
0: original beats that I liked no, I mean, for mm. me, that was Kerouac. and you know because I'm a long-winded boy. But also, but also, is that still a thing nowadays? Like, any of the Zoomers, like, did you guys have a period in high school where people were like, oh, Jack Kerouac oh', Yeah, have a
1: chai latte and just
0: exalt. I'm just a, interested. A, a writer, I don't know.
1: An auteur. I, I don't know. I, I, there's probably some, like, faction between the squares of the Zoomer generation and the 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 beats or whatever the the hippies or whatever you, the hell you want to call them, I bet you like the squares are just like I play Candy Crush, and then the zoomers are like I visit Wikipedia sometimes and know what Pax is or something. Hmm. <laughs> that's oh, fun. Yeah, that yeah, I think that's on on top, on point. Yeah. All right, so let's roll into this guy. So Burroughs was born February fifth of nineteen fourteen as. William Seward Burroughs II, in a gated community in St. Louis, Missouri. Hey. Um, it was a good time to be born in St. Louis. Uh, aside from all the race riots, the air was thick with smoke from brick firing, dust from lead paint production, and the smell of grain swill. Ooh. Yeah, it's from all the brewing companies in the area, such as Anheuser-Busch. Uh, yep. Responsible for the world's finest beer, Budweiser.
0: <laughs> glup, 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 glup. Uh, d- don't obstruct the label.
1: Now, <laughs> yeah, this is the only beer that will guarantee to put a smile on that pudgy face of yours. Mm-hmm.
0: I think it probably went really down really well for William S. Burroughs the Second's family, who was choking on brick fires. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and also. If you're pr- if you're pregnant with a future beat poet, drink Budweiser. Exactly,
1: come out strong. <laughs> so uh, a little family background. His grandfather was William Seward Burroughs the first, and he was an inventor and a founder and the owner of the Burroughs
0: Adding Machine Company. Whoa. He invented the calculator. Swanky. You know you're never going to have a calculator in your pocket all the time. Nope. Yeah. Uh, he also
1: received a patent for an electric alarm clock in 1892. He died in 1898 and did the one thing that lets your family members truly know how much you love them, which is making them stinking rich. Makes sense.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's just one thing in life I've learned. Mm-hmm. Money, 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 money. Fucking
1: can't take it with you.
0: Money. Yeah. Uh, his father was Mortimer Perry
1: Burroughs. Uh He worked at his his father's company, he liked to garden, and his mother was Laura Hammond Lee, who ran a little antique shop for fun, and was closely related to that racist guy that Travis is related to, and he won't (laughs) stop talking about all this great stuff about him while we're not recording, uh, Robert E. Lee. It's weird how he does that. I don't
0: talk about all the great things Robert E. Lee did! What are you talking about?
1: shut up about it. Like, you'll be on the shitter just saying how great he was to fucking no
0: one. Yeah. Nah. The dude was a military genius, but he was jackass. What jackass. Was that?
1: He was a compassionate Southern leader. What? Oh. He stood the for South something. He stood again? for the states. That's what you keep saying to me. I don't agree. N- no, that's yeah.
0: not what I said. In fact, Robert E. Lee said, pull. He didn't want any statues made of him. So, you know, how to tear all the statues down.
1: Uh-huh. All right. Anyway. Mm.
0: Not His mother racist.
1: Laura had really wanted a girl to be their second child, but when William came around as a boy, uh, she wasn't too happy about that. But then later, she totally did a one hundred and eighty, uh, uh, totally all about having a second son. I think she expected the girl was like, "Ah, crap! It's another dick," and then and it felt really bad about that, and pretty much worshipped the ground that he walked on from about like age four and up. Ah. Hmm. Uh, and his parents spent a lot of time uh, with the family. So Billy was around his extended family and really well taken care of, including his allowance that he received weekly until he was 50. <laughs> yeah, okay.
0: So we're talking about uh, in the spirit of kids that are very into uh, these goof troop boys, this beat poetry. He's a trust fund baby. Very true. Uh, so his
1: brother was Mortimer Perry. Burrows Jr. That's his only sibling, and to distinguish between the two Mortimers in the house, the senior went by Moat, and Junior went by Mort. No, why? Oh, I don't know. I thought that was really funny it, and worth. It's including. literally like the nonfiction version of Tweedledee and Tweedledum. It's just like, oh, it's Moat and Mort. What are they doing? Why are they smelling like
0: that? <laughs> well, because one of them has a moat in their underwear.
1: And the other one is Mort, aka the dead, a dead thing, yeah, as in roast mortem. So it's just they—they they just have that fragrance. It's just all gross. So anyway, he's got an uncle that I'm gonna mention because we might actually tap into this on another episode. Uh, his uncle on his mom's side was James Widman Lee, who worked for Ivy Lee the inventor of the modern public relations technique, and worked with John D. Rockefeller on getting his, him exonerated and making him look like a good guy, even though he was 100% guilty of hiring a private militia to open fire on a group of striking coal miners and their families. He also worked for Goebbels on his public relations techniques wow. and was very close to Hitler. Ah! Nazi PR. Yeah, so yeah, gonna, we-, we gotta do Ivy League, because he's ridiculous.
0: Oh yeah, and we just talked about Goebbels last episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe him and uh Fritzy Boy hung out. Had a little had a little sips of uh sips Sauerkraut. Of frothy cum <laughs> yep. from the nectars of the beer.
1: Yeah, ne- <laughs> nectars of the beer. Yeah, okay. All right. So in his youth, little Billy Burroughs became inf- infatuated with spirits and the occult. Uh oh. Ooh. He was prone to visions, and he wouldn't shut up about it. And his mother didn't help much either, because she believed in all this shit, all kinds of psychic mumbo-jumbo, and saw Billy as a clairvoyant type. Holy oh, shit. Oh, well, well, spookums. Yeah, yeah your, your mom's supposed to tell you to knock that shit off. And, like, you know, like, don't believe in ghosts, think of something other to go to than art school. Right. Like Common sense. Put the pocket... But put the pocket chain to your wallet down. But no, this mom was like, do all of those things now in front of me. Yeah. Let's be connected.
0: Did you guys ever eat pocket lint? No. Why would we do that? I don't know. I was just asking because, you know, sometimes Mama mama Mia's would be like, don't eat that lint. And then I'll be like, "Mm, tasty. I keep cheese in my pocket.
1: Uh, I think is it tasty because you're sweating on it and
0: sweat is salty? Yeah, dude, Gatorade, it's all about the salt. Pocket whip, all about the salt. Mm -hmm. Makes me good at sport.
1: (laughs) So, uh, anyway, like I said, his mom, Laura, really liked him. And the two of them, uh, they claim to be psychically connected uh, all the time. Or that's what they told other people. Amazing. Um, I think we need more psychically connected people in America. But less voters. Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you. I gotcha. Yeah.
0: Do you think? Uh, do you think we have a psychic connection? It's called the internet, but yeah, Skype. <laughs> yeah. Throughout his whole life, he
1: believed that he was possessed by what he called an ugly spirit. Um. He thought later on in life that he thought that writing was the only way to expel the ugly spirit, and much later oh. in life. He tried to see shamans about extracting the ugly spirit. Mm, cool. So, so imagine that's what's on your mind and your mom is just believing you the entire time. Yep, yep, listen to him. He's got uh, he's got an ugly spirit. He's a beautiful boy, uh, ugly spirit. <laughs> Billy, why were you going to tell the shaman?
0: <laughs> I like to eat cheese.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. You know All like right. I feel like Billy is always a default name for little kids. Yeah. Th- he's Billy though. We got a we got a real Billy.
0: Yeah, little... yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like his brain might just stopped at a little Billy though.
1: Uh the cast of servants that they had around the house did a number on this too. The Irish cook taught him how to call for toads and a spell to make people
0: blind. I mean that's useful. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, when is the last time you had to call for toads, Cody? Uh when I parked in the yellow zone.
1: Is when I had to call for toads. I mean, unless you called like Toad-ing. really, really hideous chicks toads. And yeah, it's you not. Still, do you still really need those? Yeah, I don't know. You still don't need the call. You could just yeah. respect people a little bit. Enough, enough. Not all yeah, the way.
0: Sob out respect.
1: Yeah, just enough respect, not overwhelming.
0: Or you want, or you want to trip out and lick them? Yeah. I oh, real there toads. you go. Yeah,
1: if you, if you can somehow make a drug from toad, toad calling would be. Uh, useful exactly and his nanny mary evans was a piece of work too now billy loved his nanny and wanted to be around her all the time on her days off he'd be kicking shit around the house uh going ah where's my nanny that's what he would say um throw tantrums yeah he was a big tantrum thrower uh, Burrows had hinted that Mary Evans also used to suck his cock before he went to bed every night. Um,
0: uh, All right.
1: <laughs> which I have heard that in like old royalty times that was a normal thing. And I what? think I think she was Irish or somewhere old country. She was a she was an immigrant from somewhere in where that's what they did with like the males. They just suck their little penises.
0: And no! Yeah. That's
1: disgusting. Yeah, it is disgusting. I'm not defending it. I've, that's not the first time I heard of it.
0: Oh, I never heard about that. I mean I always heard about the rabbis giving herpes to kids from sucking weenies. Yeah, no. but that's but like, like mm. that's different. That's the one time deal. This is like go to bed, um your maid. Yeah, they just do all <laughs> pop, pop, pop
1: pop. Anyway. Yeah. He also claimed that uh the one time that she caught him jerking off that she threatened to cut his cock off. So I think that, like, whatever she was doing wasn't sexual in her mind. This was just a normal thing. for yeah, just the, scratching like, an itch. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, no, you don't touch it. I touch it. I'm the servant. I'm the one with the paycheck. Well, that's how you, like, cement job security. Like, no, no, no. Leave that to the union guys. Yeah, right? So there is a little, uh, Mary Evans isn't, uh, yeah, she's not a good character. Uh one time Mary Evans took Billy to her friend's house on her day off. Her friend was married to a veterinarian named George Brune Bruback who worked huh? from the house. Anyway, looks like that cock sucking that Mary was doing was some kind of primer because Mary
0: and her friend made him fillet the veterinarian. Oh, that's yeah. no good. Wait. Why why don't you just I don't know, the veterinarian he's got dogs. <laughs> He's got dogs. He's yeah. got peanut he's got butter. Dogs. What? what why, a why is your kid involved?
1: <laughs> yeah, the kid should not be involved. This is a traumatic yeah. experience for Billy, um, during which this experience, the uh, this this creeps dick is uh, grossing him out. So he so he bites it, and <laughs> the guy hit him, and then they were done. But across the room, Billy saw Mary and her friend scissoring on a couch. And this instilled a belief that William S. Burroughs had, till probably about 18 or 19, that women had cocks. Huh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, is, just, this is very bits. weird. But it did haunt Billy for a long time. This was a traumatic experience, and no what one ever told on Mary. And such. Okay. Ugh.
0: So, ladies, ladies, do you have dongs that you don't yeah. tell us about? Right in. Uh, yeah. yeah, right in. Yeah, show us your dong pics. <laughs>
1: Billy had a bit of trauma, but the rest of his childhood, um, he was kind of taught to be a brat. Mm. From a very young age, he was told he can get away with anything. Once, he and a friend broke into a abandoned factory to do some hood rat shit with his hood rat friend. Okay. Whose name I forgot, so we'll call him Don Henley. So, Billy and Don Henley are breaking windows and fucking shit up, and the owner of the mm-hmm. factory walks in and goes, Hey, I was just about to sell this place, you nerds. So he found Billy and Don Henley's father and charged them $50 apiece for all the damages they made. Makes sense. Moat didn't like to be told what to do, so he hired a lawyer and a private dick and made such a big stink about the whole thing that the owner ended up dropping the case. Private uh, dick stink, it works.
0: Yep. So b- besides the like, dad that like weasels the kid out of it and the fact that these are children, mm. I feel like this is what Mike does most days. I don't really know what he does, but I'm assuming it's like breaking into abandoned buildings, doing kickflips, breaking windows. Yeah,
1: and he's like huffing Elmer's glue, which is yeah. very like, non-toxic.
0: Is Los Angeles on fire right now because he's there? Probably. I mean, skateboarding is about
1: 10 to 15% kickflipping, and the rest of it's just getting drunk and, and breaking windows. That's why yeah. no one likes skateboarders. They're disgusting people. It makes so much <laughs> sense. Yep. So anyway... <clears throat> Billy became attached to writing and he knew he wanted to be a writer from very early on he enjoyed the rich area where he was growing up in and would spend his time with the other kids in the neighborhood looking for turds in the nearby ri- river oh, as they cool. came out of the sewer pipes <laughs> <That's> the, pollu- <laughs> <a big one. laughs> the pollution was so bad in St. Louis that rich people started buying summer homes to avoid the putrid stench, uh, stench of summertime excrement in 1924 the borough's Spent the first of many summers in New Mexico, avoiding hey. the pungent
0: whiffs. Tom, remember when we got those poop crabs and we ate them? What? When we got the <laughs> poop crabs. We were fishing uh, out of the sewer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that pulling was funny. crabs out. Yeah, yeah we, we ate.
1: Uh, we definitely ate some this. fecal matter, thinking that we were being a, a bunch of Tom Sawyers and Huck Fins.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Oh, you know that crabs like poop, so you could get crabs if you go near the poop. Yeah, just drop a turn in the water, and then uh, there you go. Eat the crab turned so There you crab got Chinese
1: buffet crawling to you. Poo poop platter. Yeah. It was all the rage to own a chemistry set back then. Ah. And everyone had a chemistry set. And if you're a rich kid, you got a cool chemistry set with a bunch of shit that you probably shouldn't have. Yeah. So Billy liked to pour ammonia over iodide crystals to make ammonium iodide. Now, after you dry ammonia iodide, it would explode with the slightest impact. Mm. So he'd make little crystals of it and carefully put it all over his room and then sprinkle sugar and wait for flies to land on it and they would explode. Now, this sounds like a great activity. It does? Yeah. And they, Where's they, the downside? They explode in a little purple poof.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where's the downside? I'm it, waiting for it still.
1: It's coming. It's coming.
0: My dad always talks about how he made this back in like the early sixties and fifties. He's like, I used to put it on door handles. I used to put it out. He's always talking about this, and I'm like, I want to be. I want to make it. Yeah, uh, let's let's do it, man. We yeah. won't
1: be terrorists. We'll just have to say, hey, we're buying this shit. We're not terrorists. Yeah. yeah. And the guy at the drugstore get- will go, I don't even have that shit. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> that shit has <laughs> been illegal since like the eighties. Yeah, we can't get that stuff. We have to. That's why. That's why you can't buy that much fertilizer today. Oh, yeah. Ampho. <sighs> Goes boom. So at 14, he made a, a whole big batch of potassium chlorate and red mm. phosphorus in a box. And he was, was going to throw it out the window or something dumb and make it explode. But as he was putting the, the top of the box on, the friction was enough where it discharged and the whole thing blew up and his left hand got shredded to pieces. Cool. Real bad. Ah. So he went into intensive surgery and stayed in the hospital for six weeks with bandaged hands. Oh, no. Um, Can't jerk off. Where's that maid? <laughs> oh, she went back to uh, wherever the hell she came from and opened Scissoring. a bar. And I, in the book, it said that uh, they, the family did keep in contact with her and they visited her once. But uh, Oh, lovely. She was out of there pretty soon after the whole uh, vet cock biting incident. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Yeah. I'm back
0: off to Ireland. Tarta teach tar. Bye. Scissor me. Scissor me. tar.
1: <laughs> so the injury changed Billy forever. It was a humbling event that uh, changed this talkative, spoiled scamp into a quiet, judgmental scamp. Oh. <laughs> uh, this is also where he found his first true love morphine. Ah. I... Uh... I love the old timey names of women back in the day, you know, what I mean? there's no, yeah, Your eyes there's no are so morphines nude. nowadays. <laughs> All right. Quick side note. I've heard from a few friends and random people at bars who were obviously much smarter than me that Burroughs had been given morphine by said nanny from a very young age. In fact, I saw this in a documentary. Uh, turns out this is not true. 14 was the first time he was introduced to it, not seven. A number I have heard a few times Urban legend I feel like some of the listeners may have heard that rumor too So, setting the record straight The nanny sucked his cock But she's, she's <laughs> no. innocent of the morphine thing No, <laughs> no. Underage sex, yes mm-hmm. Drug peddling, no Yes Reserve your judgment
0: <sighs> gotta, You gotta be fair Gotta deal Can't make up fables or myths No, Dude have yeah. you ever seen Pinocchio? that is fake. That man's nose could not get that big. He had an eight inch nose, dude. didn't yeah. mind he was made of wood. No, yeah. that man could not have that big of a nose. It's physics,
1: yeah, so remember I said they were they were going to New Mexico for the summers because mm-hmm. St Louis just smelled like uh dirty cock and balls yeah. always so during those summers, Billy and Mort had attended the Los Alamos Ranch School summer camp. The Los Alamos Ranch School was the most expensive boarding school in the entire United States. Wow. And the school director, Albert James Connell, eventually convinced the Burroughs to send Billy and Mort there (laughs) year-round. Burroughs Uh. recounted the story about this Albert Connell fellow. The family was already very friendly with him and trusted him to keep an eye on Billy for an afternoon while he was in town. This is also
0: like... This is also like pre-radiation Los Alamos.
1: Yes, uh, we can talk about that. I, I threw that in the script too, just to oh, tell okay. people. Well, we could just say now that's where uh, Oppenheimer built the bomb, the big. Oh, bomb. okay. Yeah, that that's why the radiation is crazy. The basically, I think it was, um, yeah, you know, like in the beginning of World War II. Right now, in, in our timeline, we're at the the mid twenties. So a few years right. later, the U.S. government was like, "Hey, no one's actually going here, so uh, let's use these giant bathtubs that you have and make dirty bombs with them." Wait, yeah.
0: so some of William S. Burroughs' like skin and cum, like it was in the bomb that dropped on Japan. Probably, in fact, definitely. That's sick. Which- this is sickening.
1: <clears throat> sickening. Yeah. Well, if yeah, yeah. <laughs> sickening. Stay tuned. Oh. Like I said, so Burroughs recounts the story of this afternoon that he spent with Connell. Quote, I was left with a rather dubious company of Connell, who said, I'd like to see this gibbon stripped in my own house. Oh. Nobody was there. He went up to his room and took off his clothes. God, it's enough to make you puke when you look back on it. He wanted me to get hard, so I did. <laughs> then he says, do you play
0: with it, gibbon? Do you play with it till it goes off? <laughs>
1: He made no effort to touch my prick or anything like that. At the end of the summer, he was off to Los Alamos, Alamos Ranch School with a uh, a, a massive pervert. Ah, oh. cool. All right. So. Yeah, that's why you don't go to school. Yeah, <laughs> that's why Drop you don't out. go to
0: rich private school. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the thing.
1: most expensive school in the country, and this is what's up. This is how you do yeah. it, Gibbon. I don't know. It was weird for, for Burroughs. He wasn't traumatized because he had already been through so much weird shit. <laughs> you think uh, this is anything? Yeah. He was, he's like, eh. He wasn't into Connell. Uh, he, he admitted to himself he was gay at this point. He knew that. Um, he was definitely jazzed about the idea of doing this with other boys, though. He was, like, really into it right after this whole Connell thing. Hmm. Now, the school was set up so it, it was studies in the morning and scouting activities every afternoon. What does that mean?
0: Like Boy Scout?
1: Yeah, Boy Scout stuff. So go outside, oh, okay. make a tent, and then we'll rip it down. <laughs> Got it. Connell was always around the corner in this place looking at all the boys, screaming his catchphrase,
0: I know what's best for boys. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, <laughs> this is a nightmare zone. <laughs> yeah. how Did
1: how, did he get it licensed? Is it on his shirt? No. Does I he mean, have a decal with it? It just became his phrase. That just became his phrase. I'm reading this book, and apparently he just used to walk around the school yelling that.
0: I know what's best for boys! Yes.
1: (laughs) So twice a month, the boys had a a naked physical with a male nurse, as well as Mr. Connell supervising.
0: How often?
1: Uh, Twice a month. He would check out his uh, 40 boys that he had at his school. Uh, uh, Right. I
0: don't think there's
1: ticks out in the desert. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And the rest of the staff there knew that Connell was a dirty, filthy pedophile, but he wasn't a acting pedophile from all records. Yeah. Never mind the gibbon. He was always hands off. He would make boys do creepy shit, but uh, he never like, I don't know. He was in the corner jerking off with binoculars uh, instead of throw this guy off a cliff. I'm just painting a picture. I'm not defending him. No, no, no! I never got that vibe, but yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. He, he, was, he was always just there and being like, "Yes, uh, these boys need to be spanked." He was a, he liked to watch more or less. Is what you're saying. Yeah, he's a watcher. So this is disgusting. Burroughs had his share of jerking off with other boys under covers because apparently that's a pretty normal thing for boys to do in the 1920s. Oh wow, look uh, at that! Yeah, but whenever he tried <laughs> to make a move on his jerk off partner. They'd call him a big old fag and never talk to him again. <laughs> oh, just marinating in each other's syrup, as heterosexual as that can be. As soon as you try and play the skin flute, that's 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 you crossing the line. It was a different time, man. Because like you, would, yeah, he would be sitting there on a twin bed or one of those even smaller than twin beds, jerking off right. next to a, uh, someone his own age. And as yep. soon as he goes, "Uh, hey, uh, maybe we should get closer." They would just, like, beat him up. Gay. Yeah.
0: What? Wait, are they jerking each other off? No, Or are they just
1: jerking off in tandem? That was like a group activity. You jerked off next to each other. I don't know.
0: Hey, dude, you want to go jerk
1: off? Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. (laughs) Don't touch me. It is interesting that uh, when he would make moves on on boys, that they would just, like, literally beat him. (laughs) Even though they were jerking
0: off together. Dude, you're so gay. Come play Okey Cookie with us. Be a man. Right? So... Like I said, um, there was
1: one kid particularly that broke his heart at the school. He was really fancying him. And the guy's like, you know, they're jerking off together. And William's like, hey, uh, (laughs) let me touch that. And he goes, what are you, gay? So, yeah, yeah, basically the next trip home for vacation, he convinced his mom that he didn't want to go to the school anymore. So that was the end of that. (laughs) Oh, they don't let me touch penis there. I'm done with the school. So he confesses his homosexuality to his mother, Laura. Who was definitely concerned at first, and then remembered that she was very rich and would be able to find a doctor <laughs> to cure this horrible gay oh. disease.
0: Oh, oh wow. no! Okay,
1: so having a literal ugly spirit inside of you is okay with the mom.
0: Yep. Ugh.
1: Like in a penis, not okay with awkward, horrible mother. It's a very different time in America, and I it, like how she it's, went it's, to like. A doctor for one and a shaman for the other,
0: dude. It's not yeah. even a very different time; those people exist today, which is so fucked up. And whenever you hear, like, you know, they're, I'm gonna, I was gonna say, that a lot of them are southern. These like gay doctors that will fix your gay. They are like the yeah. most homosexual men that are repressing. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. yeah
0: it's like. oh I had I had that too honey and first of all you're just gonna have to throw out all those game eggs
1: just have to throw them out
0: yeah just throw out all them game eggs yeah and then you're gonna have to hate yourself but
1: you guys also have to remember like at this time in America it's not that everyone even hates gays it's just that that was the normal so even if her mom his mom really didn't care or didn't have anything against homosexuals he's like hey we have a business to run as a family and if they know we have a gay person in the family we're going to either lose uh, employees or people will not buy our calculators anymore it's all ruined. Right. It's all ruined. It's reputation shit, which is even crazier. You know, Yeah, like-
0: they're gonna loo- they're gonna lose to the Texas instrument, which you can yeah. play with all day. It's <laughs> totally long straight. hard, shoots calculations all over the place hmm I'm constantly shooting calculations so
1: anyway they sent him to a psychiatrist and a family friend who after Jesus. talking to Billy for a couple of times basically the official diagnosis was that Billy was in a homosexual phase and he would definitely oh. be done with this very oh, soon good. don't worry about it you're good. all good this is this is not a he's not a gay. he's just a little temp gay oh, okay good <laughs> But, as an insurance policy, the family decided Billy should go on more hunting trips. Oh, yeah. Because there's nothing less gay than being out in the woods with a bunch of tough guys drinking liquor and talking about how much they like to shoot one off. Yeah. Uh, Eat meat. And also, this did nothing for Billy, at all, or his gay ass, because he already loved hunting.
0: Oh, yeah. He was, like, sitting in the woods with all these straight men being like oh you see that buck Ah, my fucking fuck that buck stay up Uh." hey ned you got this issue you're pretty gay you're gonna have to go drink beer with your friends
1: to get over that (laughs) sounds awesome yeah it's like uh sure i was doing that anyway (laughs) i'll do it straighter Uh, i'll drink beer straighter
0: yeah steve you have you have to go bowling i love bowling dog
1: yeah travis um you're too gay i'll put this puzzle together (laughs) Oh. <laughs> right now i'm hunting yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah uh he loved weapons his whole life he always had a uh, an assortment of weapons that he would collect as soon as was, as soon as oh. he was able to buy i mean he had some oddball weapons indeed he actually was one of those guys who built a uh, cane shotgun for himself later in cool. life cool oh it's badass yeah he had some badass guns um According to my reference book, Call Me Burroughs, A Life, by Barry <laughs> Miles. What a horrible title. In far too much detail, Billy lost his virginity on the night of his senior prom to a childhood friend, Billy Brad Shingle. The two of them banged all summer, Ooh. and Billy Brad Shingle broke up with our Billy and moved away and was shortly killed in a car accident, forever scarring Billy. So,
0: no, wait, now. D- he didn't yeah. die of Shingles?
1: No, no no not not the Brad shingles Uh, the Brad shingles so this may be more of a concern for uh, someone like me than a YouTube gentleman because you two guys have pretty straight and cut dude names Cody can be either gender and I've always asked myself like could I fuck another Cody I, and it, I it, want I, you it, to it's something I grapple with so like Travis would you fuck another Travis if, if you somehow like met a, a female Travis in the wild
0: fuck yeah in the <laughs> wild like I'm hiking yes. in the woods
1: yes <laughs> in, in, in next to the tree line just a loincloth woman comes out with a huge forehead and it's just like me Travis
0: wait why the four big forehead does she have a nipple in the middle of her forehead is it a forehead boob cause that's what Travis is really <laughs> he is a titty man <laughs> yeah like, I want a female Travis to come out of the woods. She's got, like, like Gs, a G boob on her head that she wow. has to lift, over, like, on her forehead, that she has to lift to see. So she's holding this boob.
1: You just described a
0: lot of people's nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a wreck to this. You're a sick man. Oh, you know what? Uh, everyone's got their thing. Some people like to go hunt m- hunting, get chili on their nipples, and then suck dicks. Travis, did you uh, grow up rich by any chance and have a, a giant Irish woman suck your cock? No, you but four? I I did not spend a lot of time at Los Alamos current day.
1: Oh, getting was... radiation boots. <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, some big mams you got on you, Travis. Could you ever date a Tom-Tom? Uh... Yeah, I mean,
0: I guess why not? This is a name, uh, Cody. You're complaining about a first name. See, whenever I go on a porn site, uh-huh. right, I have a very common last name. Sure. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, let me look at. Oh, yeah, that chick's fucking hot. And I like click the thing. The name expands onto the bottom. It's like like Sarah Lee getting railed. Sarah Lee. like okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a cake plate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a cake. You would jerk off to cake, you sick yeah. man. No, but like when it's like, oh, like she has my last name, I'm like am I supposed to jerk off to this? I don't know. Well, it's you could just pretend you're married. Already.
1: You could you could pretend oh. you, you could pretend you're married and that she's mad at you already. And really get off. <laughs> All right, let's move along. All right, school time. Let's go back to school. So Billy sure. then went to Harvard as a lot of idiots do, um, <laughs> where he made little to no friends for the first couple of years, as he was not w- from one of those Eastern prep schools. Ooh. He couldn't get into any clubs and didn't feel like writing for the school newspaper, so he spent a lot of his time reading and studying witchcraft. Oh, so edgy. F- yeah. Fine. He wanted to know about more of... He wanted to know more about his his visions and his non-existent connection to his mother. His studies of Tibetan scripture inspired some of the other members of the Goop, Goof Troop to study Buddhism, although he didn't personally practice that. He rejected any practice of a religion and learned everything about it. So he knew everything about all the religions because he just had oh, all he's... the time on his hands and he just he didn't believe any of it. Really highbrow shit. Yeah, he's one of those kids that doesn't do anything and knows why you're a dumbass for doing what you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like one of those guys who knows a lot of shit, but you wouldn't be caught dead. Like having a conversation with them. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he aced all of his courses in Harvard. He rarely went to any of the lectures, which is pretty smart. And I wish colleges allowed that to still happen today. Cause it's just a fucking paycheck. Cause like w- what are professors doing? They're, they're telling you what books to read. That's they it. And then they talk yeah. and you're ignoring them. Like, no 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 professor is ever going to come up with something in the class oh, yeah. that is not the in pro-
0: a book. The professor is just doing this for a paycheck so they can do their research to like in journals and shit. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't give a shit about you. They're just there to be like, all right, well, if I do this and I can actually like study what I love.
1: Yeah, teaching is like the busy <laughs> work professors do to not get fired.
0: Uh Well, it's 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 their busy work whereas like their regular work is not profitable at all because they're just arguing with other nerdy boys in journals. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, like it depends. If it's like a technology thing, it could be possible profitable in the future. But if it's like literature or archaeology, it's just like
0: What you you say? Uh, Archaeology is very profitable. I think
1: you went to school for archaeology. How you doing? How's a coffee
0: shop? Yeah, I'm just Oh, <laughs> fuck you. No, I'm just saying that like, you know, there's these things called applications apps on your phone. Uh, archaeology is almost as as practical and profitable. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. There's bones, there's that Tom. There's, there's, there's these things called bones and they're underground. And okay, I don't and care. I don't care at all.
1: I don't I don't really even believe in dinosaurs that much. They're too cool <laughs> to be real. That's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, not that much. So you're in some middle ground of maybe haps they existed. I'm not writing it off. Someone had to come up with these designs. Uh-huh. But who's to say? Jeff Goldblum came up with the designs. The intelligent designs. Well, what was it? When we did Edward Drinker Cope. Yeah. And he was yeah. like, I'm inventing dinosaurs. Like, how do we know that they weren't <laughs> just like bones floating around? Oh yeah. You know, like in the bones bonus sphere. Bonus. Yeah. <laughs> Like <laughs> ectoplasm, they're, they're just there
0: doing their shit.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then a few of them fall together, and it's like, oh, that's a dinosaur to me. It Tom, doesn't... you're sounding like a juggalo right now. Free range They're Randy just bones. there
0: up in the air, no, bones. No, that's,
1: that's not true. I mean, I, it's not that I don't believe in scientists. It's that when they stop fighting, then maybe I'll pick a side. <laughs> oh, so at the end of time, you'll, you'll pick a side. I don't think it's yeah. that important either because I have no weight in the archaeological world. I never will have any. It doesn't matter if I think, well, look, I got this. I, I don't know if I told you guys, but I put a down payment on a Jeep, so I'm ready to burn that plant uh-huh. and old school dinosaur flesh all over <laughs> yeah. the place very inefficiently. I'm going to start the nozzle before I put it in my tank from now on. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You got to get the air bubble out of there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what G life is for me anyway. Like, I don't need a peace sign on the back of my tire. I need to show people that I really don't give a shit about what I'm being told. I don't know. I, we got from dinosaurs to me and my Jeep that you are, like I said, you're allowed to run me off the road if you see me. Anyway, he spent his summers between classes traveling Europe with friends. Ah. Towards his last year in college, he started making some friends. He met a guy named Richard Stern. <laughs> and uh, Dick Stern. Yeah. <laughs> the two of them were very... Uh, very good drinking partners, and they were drinking heavily in Billy's room when Billy started waving a gun around one time and thought it was empty. Went for a dry fire oh. and luckily missed Stern by an inch or two because it was actually loaded. <laughs> yeah, however, this was never looked into. Don't know why. Um, Billy met an older student named Grand, he had very
0: large ears.
1: Yeah, it's Grand Ears. Yeah, Grand Ears Monsell, whose father was the first lord of Admiralty which is the civilian advisor to the British Naval Activity. Just so you know oh, good. what the fuck we're talking good. about. Good. Monsell knew everybody on the international gay scene. See, he was like a gay diplomat. So mm-hmm. the two wouldn't spend much time at Harvard, but they did spend a lot of time with this man during their carefree travels. So Monsell, they, they met once while he was in Boston or whatever. Wait, Boston is where Harvard is, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can we so just call him like Big Ears Grinder. Yeah, we can call him Big Ears <laughs> Grinder. Yeah, so sure. he meets Big Ears Grinder and uh like I said, they met the one time in Boston, but then he never came back there. But every time he went over somewhere else. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, ah. What was strange about Billy's sexual activity is that he was really terrible at picking up dudes. And when he was going through a dry spell, he would go to straight whorehouses and bang women. No.
0: Oh. oh, okay. In uh, the to quote I'm, him I'm assuming.
1: Well, I mean, who knows? Um I mean this guy oh this guy thought that babies came out of women's belly buttons until he was twenty two. That's cool.
0: Whoa yeah. I've actually heard that I've I've heard of people that are like, you know, straight homosexual, but they're like, guess what? Sometimes straight I, homosexual. Yeah. There's like guess what? Sometimes I just wanna like bang a hole. And some of them are now fathers.
1: No, gay people don't want to have sex with women holes. They have their own games to play. I
0: don't know. Some straight Old... guys are like any holes
1: a goal. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, to to quote Billy on this, it's not what I want, but it's better than nothing. My question is, why not just get a man whore? Probably harder to find back then, right? Uh, not really. Eh, just look in the classifieds. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. Uh, yeah, if you're going <laughs> to... My point is, if if you're gonna order a slice, get the right toppings. Well, well, well put, my friend. Yeah. Uh, quote again. I did all kinds of things. I came between her breasts. It was all right. You get the feeling of release and pleasure, and then feel yeah, you've done something yeah. very socially you've and feel you've done a very socially acceptable thing. Yep. yep. <laughs>
2: Having Come sex between with women very titties. socially acceptable.
1: It's like, look, mom, I've done it. Look at her breasts. Like I said, he had no idea what human bodies were. Um, oh, God. He, to quote, I knew about female genitals. I knew that they had a hole down there, but I did not know that the baby was born down there. I never had one of those man-to-man talks with my father. He would have been shit scared. He was the most prissy heterosexual I've ever known.
0: <laughs> Whoa, okay. <laughs> Uh, I mean, where did you think babies came from when you were a kid? I mean, it's, this is not a kid. He's a man. But, like, you know, I'm just asking.
1: Me? My mom had this book of all about the... And it mm. had really cool pictures. and It was very scientific. It wasn't like a, a feminist woman trying to be like, well, you know, you guys respect the goddess of body. It was, um, <laughs> It was just like a cool book. So, like, I knew that that's where babies were. Uh, I didn't know how they were I, made. I knew how they were delivered. I thought they might
0: have been canned or something. Canned oh. is a lot more fun. <laughs>
1: Cannedage patch, kids?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Tuna fish is great. And imagine you make a baby by opening up a can of... Yeah. Mm, pickle baby. Smells bad. So let's talk a little bit more about travels. Right after
1: graduating Harvard in 1936, Billy went to Vienna with his friend Robert Miller. Their gay friends recommend that they stay at the Koning von Erngarn. It's Vienna's oldest operating motel. Uh, hotel, not a motel. Okay. uh, Even Mozart lived there for three years. This place has been around for a while. All right. It was a good place for men who were looking for some man ass to muscle around. Hmm. The hotel even operated with a Christian front, saying that unmarried hetero couples were not permitted. But a couple of close friends looking to split a Vienna sausage on a twin mattress were more than welcome. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Yes, it's progressive. That's what it is. Church approved. Now, they had a great time in Vienna, messing around with, quote, boys from 12 to 20. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Mm. Uh, then they moved along to Budapest, where his diplomat of the gays, Ir Monsell, introduced Billy and Miller to Baron Jonas Jansky Wolfner, a okay. monocle-wearing nobleman who acted as the Jeff Epstein of his time, supplying young <laughs> boys to the wealthiest uh. pedophiles of the region. Oh. Great. Perfect. He was a fascist, cocky man that Burroughs did not enjoy spending time with, but the dude could get the best boys for him. Like, the best ones.
0: Uh, He sounds like he's hanging out with a a great European crowd there. They have traditions, but they are progressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Too progressive. And... (laughs) Uh, so basically, because this Giannis guy, uh, he knew all the boys and he was friends with Burroughs, even though Burroughs didn't like him that much, he would just hook Burroughs up free of charge. Mm. Uh, so just in case you've missed it, William S. Burroughs is a prime
0: example of a massive pedophile. <laughs> mm. Just like uh, his, his student, uh, Allen Ginsberg. Well,
1: uh, and Jack Kerouac. They he he banged a fourteen oh, year old or something.
0: Oh yeah. I oh, they are thinking about the man boy love that uh Oh right. right. Yeah, the Nambla yeah. thing.
1: Oh these people are terrible. They're all terrible. <laughs> anyway, the Nazis started their Budapest summer vacation around the same time as Burroughs. Oh and let that? me tell you something about these Nazis. They do not like the gays at all. What? Really? Come on. So Baron Wolfner packed his boys and headed to London. Just in a suitcase. <laughs> he killed him. So he, did, he pulled a I guess he hated tea or something because he just murdered himself. Um and so that guy's dead. And oh. Uh, oh, Okay. That'll show those Nazis. Uh so Billy Miller <laughs> and Ir went down to Dubrovnik, Yugoslavia, where the only thing hotter than the Musaka was the gay sex with boys scene.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh I a Moussaka For those of you who don't know, that's a Greek lasagna. It's a regional
1: thing, and uh, they have it in Yugoslavia. And I'm pretty sure we're the only podcast that's comparing moussaka to underage sex with boys. (laughs) Yeah, I think think so, too. I believe it. Tom. We're first. We are always making advances in the podcast world and pushing one, the envelope and one day when joe rogan finds us he is gonna go epstein himself and he's gonna be like i've been doing it
0: all wrong <laughs> yes. joe rogan finds out about roast mortem and uh he committed suicide yeah yeah he's gonna have
1: us on his show he's not gonna say a single word he's just gonna listen <sighs> to us talk and then his thick neck is gonna break <laughs> After he was done committing these sexual heinous acts in Yugoslavia, he went back to Vienna. Not for uh, just dirty stuff, but to enroll in medical school. Dirty stuff. Yeah. Billy wanted to practice medicine for some reason, and he was able to do so just by showing his high school diploma to the Vienna Medical School.
0: Oh, good. Oh, there you go.
1: He signed up for the winter term in 1936. He moved into a building with a Turkish bathhouse as the lowest floor because a friend said that the gay orgy scene was fantastic. Apparently, this checks out.
0: (laughs) There you go. Uh, So, uh, would that be in the Airbnb review? I I hope so. Yeah. Unfortunately for the men he was uh, having lots
1: of unprotected sex with, Bill realized that he had contracted syphilis before he even came to Europe in the first place. Wow. Oh, now he treated it himself and was no longer contagious, but he felt very dirty about the whole thing and stopped having sex for a while, um, for like I don't know, three weeks. But then immediately <laughs> right on with the young boys.
0: There you go. Wait, so is this the a time where they could get rid of it, or is this got? Are we talking about a syphilitic man his entire life? No, like, no. Is he Swiss can, cheese brain. You can get rid of it. This was this was okay. treatable. Okay, syphilis was treatable okay. after like 1910. Okay, I just want to make sure we're not talking about Swiss cheese brain. No, no, he's, right not, he's not. I mean, this guy is batshit in his own mm. right.
1: It wasn't. Th- he didn't need diseases. Nice mm. blue cheese brain. Yeah. he's. Uh. So the whole Nazi party had uh, decided to put their feet up in old Vienna for a while. Mm-hmm. Apparently, all the classmates that he had in Vienna were very pro-Nazis and uh, did not like the gays. Not that they hated them as much as Jews, but you get the point. So his medical career didn't go for very long. He quit med school, but instead of leaving, he attended a business school for a couple weeks because he forgot about Nazis, and then he came back statesides with one other thing that no one had expected him to come back with, a wife. Whoa. Whoa. Now, here's a redeemer for old Billy here. Uh, He was friends with a woman named Ilsa Clapper, an older Jewish (laughs) woman who was feeling the Nazi heat. So she asked Billy if they can get married so she could flee to America. He agreed. Billy was uh he he was filling out his good deed slip for the century. Oh, look at that. There you go. She ended up after some paperwork and all that crap, the she ended up getting over here and I think she lived a pretty normal
0: life. Sweet. All yeah. right. So uh, So he didn't he didn't pick pick up on the uh, the anti Semitic vibe going on. Well, he didn't have to worry about
1: that. He had oh, okay. light he had pretty light blondish hair and I don't think he had blue eyes, but, uh, you know, they were he was Aryan looking. But, oh, okay. He definitely had a wide brown eye, though. <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> that. Billy had started developing some neurotic behaviors. Oh. One was that he always had a coin in his pocket that he would take out and look at. Um, after marrying Ilsa, he began shoving bits of shredded newspaper under his nails. Oh. Okay. Strange. So Billy yeah. moved to New York to take a uh, psychology classes at Columbia. I think he wanted to self-diagnose. That was his his thing. Oh, he was okay. like, oh, I know I, like this is weird, so let me see if I can figure my own brain out. So Dude, was,
0: what strain are you? You don't need to self-diagnose. Go to a dispensary. What strain are you, bro? What are you looking for, man? You, you, what's your favorite episode of The Office? I could tell you the kind of weed you like. Dude, are you into Rick and Morty or Family Guy? Whoa. There is a right answer. <laughs> he moves back to New York, or... He never actually
1: lived in New York, so he moves to New York uh-huh. to take psychology classes at Columbia. His uncle James, the guy who worked for uh, Ivy Lee, pulled some strings to get him into the University Club, a place for rich people, especially, well, excuse me, a, a place for rich men to uh-huh. camp away from their wives in a mansion uh, with a killer library and its own art gallery. Mm. Billy sure. managed to move in rent-free to read books all day and visit Greenwich Village at night for some of that hot boy pussy. Sweet.
0: Ooh. <laughs> That's where it
1: was. He then went back to um, Harvard to study the dumbest thing he could have. I don't know how you feel about this, Cody. Archaeology.
0: What? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Let me think. That's a pretty smart move. I mean, out of all the other things that he studied, this guy seems like he's studying a lot of things, but bones that are under dirt and pots that are under dirt, that's important.
2: Mm, well, yeah, okay.
0: Dirt things. Dirt. Yeah, he dirt, studied yeah. dirt things. If you okay. want to become... Like uh, can we just like do like a like one of those army recruitment things where like dun 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 Guess what? There's shit under the dirt. Dun 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 join become the part of science and make the world better. Dun 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 Guess what I found a coin! Hell yeah, archaeology join it. The field needs you. What? <laughs> What, is the, what are we going to do with this idea? <laughs> I, because I, Run right. with it. We Hold need on. more archaeology recruitment ads. I, I don't hate the idea, Sting. actually,
1: because I, I like good advertisement.
0: But yeah. how
1: are you going to make money on this? Everything's already out of the earth. We know this. No. Yeah, nah, it, dude.
0: It's all out. Nah, there's a uh, lot of things it? that live under the dirt. Imagine if you could go under your dirt. Tom, it's not even in the dirt. Like, I was working on your house. You know, a long time ago when we found old newspapers in the walls. Archaeology in walls. Right. Well, you know
1: what I did for those? You know how much money I made from selling those? How
0: probably could have made a billion. I probably made a billion dollars. No, I threw them out. Yeah, well, not joke's on you. Probably a billion dollars. Guess what? We're, we're, let's get back to Billy. So he's I'm going to tell your dad you just threw out a billion dollars. He you listen to the show? He, oh, guess what? Mr. Saltman, your son threw out a billion dollars worth of treasures he found in wall. <laughs> he's going to buy that.
1: All right. <laughs> Anyway, so he moves back to New York, and he's, uh, after his brief stint in archaeology back in Harvard, moves back to New York because the, uh, the gay scene is much more fun there. He meets a Got 18-year-old it. hustler named Jack Anderson, and they start banging on the regular. Hey. Mm. One time and- at the hotel that Billy was staying at, the building manager walked in on them banging and told them Uh-oh. to leave because I guess they have policies like that. I don't know. Lock the and- door. Yeah. Yeah, if you're gonna bang, just lock door, barricade the door. And to be fair, I don't agree with this guy. He should have just joined in. Yeah, yeah, man. So hello, uh, looks blanket. like you
0: ordered. Looks like you ordered room service. Here's your bucket of ice shrimp. What? <laughs> yeah, forget so, the
1: shrimp. So anyway, the guy, uh, the ma- the manager, kicks him out in the middle of the night. And so so Billy and Jack went back to uh, the place where Jack was staying at this hotel, and Billy rented a room right next door to Jack. And this turned out to be a terrible idea as Jack had no obligations to Billy whatsoever and would bring home other dudes to bang loudly right next to where Billy <laughs> was sleeping.
0: <laughs> ah.
1: And bag. Billy started, like, obsessing over this guy. And what was even worse than him banging dudes was that he had a girlfriend. Mm. Mm. Wow. So that really pissed him off. That was just this like, sounds, uh, this sounds
0: like, what an are we episode doing Fra- What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, this sounds like an episode of Frasier. If they weren't brothers, does it? Uh,
1: y- I haven't watched enough Frazier to know what he's talking about. I don't know. I started the- watching Cheers. And, I don't know. Uh, There's a Jack
0: Russell. There's two guys with a British accent, and they're uh-huh. like brothers. But imagine if they weren't brothers and they were banging people. And the Jack Russell. Was Kelsey Grammer's not British. Didn't he have a British? Oh no, the one guy had a British accent. Someone did, N- Niles or know. whatever. I don't know. I don't watch. I that. didn't watch I mean, enough of it. I, I did like
1: the theme song to that so one. You started the fucking scrambled like eggs. Tangent. Something about eggs. I, every time a, a, a egg is mentioned Air. in a song, I buy it on iTunes. I don't even have <laughs> iTunes. I just do it anyway. Ah. Uh, right. So he has his girlfriend. Billy had become obsessed with Jack. He starts growing jealous uh, over all the other guys and that dirty whore girlfriend of his. Uh, Uh once Billy, Jack, and his girlfriend were getting drunk together, and Billy's trying to keep it cool, he's like, I fucking hate this bitch, but, you know, I want to be near my guy, so, uh, (sighs) man, they start drinking together, they're in one of the rooms, and the girl slaps Billy after some yelling, so Billy pulled back and socked her one right in the mouth,
0: (laughs) (laughs) which is hilarious, let let
1: me read a quote from Billy, from from old Billy Burroughs on this, uh, this went on for hours. All of a sudden, the bitch hauled off and hit me. Instead of acting like a professional, I hauled off and whammed her one and knocked her across the room onto the couch. Jack did nothing. I hit her real hard, (laughs) slammed in her face. I was amazed (laughs) to see what happened from my fist. I'm stronger than I know I am. Oh, look at him. So this was a real showstopper. Billy told Jack that if he didn't stop with women, he'd cut off one of his own fingers. Wow. So that's exactly what he did. He went out and bought some poultry shears downtown, checked oh, into a cool. cheap motel, placed the end knuckle of his left pinky in the loop of the shears, and cut that knuckle off. Oh. He yakuza this bitch? He just cut a knuckle off, because uh, a guy that he was having sex with
0: was having sex with uh, his own girlfriend.
2: <sighs>
0: Guess what? You uh, should not Yakuza, unless if you're Japanese or play video games.
1: Was <laughs> <laughs> that a Heavy Rain reference?
0: Uh, yeah. But anyway, seen ever.
1: This I thought I was gonna get more of a reaction out of that. I usually don't leave you guys any space, and now I regret leaving space. No, uh, it's, it, it's I, I'm I'm still digesting the 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 what's it called the the cause and effect of oh relationship drama. Fuck one of my fingers. Right now, here I'll continue. Maybe you can pull some more out of this. Yeah. So he bandaged his finger up and took the loose knuckle in his pocket and left the building. Upset that this seemed to do nothing for his uh, emotional state. Oh,
0: okay. As
1: he walked down the block, he started to feel pretty mad about the whole ordeal and went into a bar to have some drinks. He bought rounds for the entire bar oh. and uh, went off to the park to see his psychiatrist because this all happened before three in the afternoon. Ah! Uh, eventful. Yep. He showed the psychiatrist the finger and the gross-out doctor convinced him to go follow him back to his office so they can put something on it to prevent infection. He tricked Billy into signing some paperwork that got him committed into a mental hospital. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty good Good work. I mean, uh, I'm surprised an author didn't read a, a, a slip of paper that was probably this big. Uh, fun fact. <laughs> the, the police had to write a death certificate for the disjointed pinky finger. That way, if someone what? found it, they wouldn't send the cops all over the place looking for the rest of the body. Which I did so, not know they did, but I think they still do that today.
0: Wait, so... Uh, body parts get a death certificate. Yes. So, like if I chop my dick off and I throw it outside, and some raccoons are like, hell yeah, and they bring it somewhere, and then they find it, and they're like, that dick is dead. They need to know that the person is alive. And uh, then there's the a body there's part There's not gets a corresponding corpse to be so looking the, for. So, yeah, so they, the, raccoons, the raccoons found it, and they tell the police. Oh, this guy's still alive. I just saw him throw his why dick you, out the why window. Why
1: do raccoons always touch your dick? Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> There's
0: nothing there. I'm just assuming if I throw rotten meat out of a window, raccoons going to find it.
1: It's probably going to be a fucking crow or raven before a uh, raccoon it.
0: All tries. right. Well, I'm not into Jim Crow laws, so I'm going to say raccoons.
1: Is your dick rotten? You just refer to your own cock as rotten meat.
0: Is if I chop it, it off.
1: It'll stay fresh for a while, no, especially instantly if rotten it,
0: Instantly it. rotten. This
1: isn't even funny. The idea of cutting off a dick is... Anyway, um, after his just discharge from the New York City hospital, his parents told him to come back home to St. Louis and spend some time in the house with them. Mm. They got him a job as a delivery man so he wouldn't get bored. Bill was oh, now nice. 26 and hated this time in his hometown. This is the first time he had a working-class job and saw it as below him. His- mm. His parents didn't know he was gay, as his mother was under the impression that it had all cleared up. (laughs) Yeah, he he used the cream twice daily, and the rash rash of homosexuality was just evaporated. It's gone. gone. That's all you need. You just need more. So he didn't dare to go to any of the local gay clubs in the area as to not blow up his own spot. Keep in mind, he hasn't been in St. Louis for a while. He got used to going out to spots, trying to hook up with dudes. He knows if he did it here. He'd probably see some other guy who's a secret gay and that guy could uh you know do something uh whatever you know use Ride his leverage out. against his family or whatever a secret this, this gay a, i love te- that term this is a testy time this is almost almost 1940 Ooh. all right so after some convincing his parents move him back to new york city in a luxurious apartment in the west village he invited jack anderson to come live with him as his fuck buddy But after a few romps, Billy realized that he was done with Jack. They were still friends, which wasn't bad. But after a couple months of that shit, Jack started acting a little crazy. He lost his job. So Billy became jaundice, actually, at a great time. His his liver was acting up. So his doctor told him to go back to St. Louis to take care of the situation. Mm. And it helped him take care of the Jack situation because he was like, hey, man, I got to move back home because I'm dying. And... (laughs) And Jack was basically uh kept in the apartment he said, "I'll keep paying the rent uh mm-hmm. for a few months and then you all of a sudden I'll stop paying them without your notice and then you're out homeless again jacks oh. so good job
2: yeah.
1: hmm. now uh Burroughs did this with lovers uh, several times he moved all the time he was in a new oh. apartment every other month uh because oh, wow. he didn't really like tra- he traveled light and he was rich Got kid it. so he would uh he would move into an apartment he'd Become infatuated with someone, start uh, you know mouth fucking them, and then realize that he was tired of being around them. So he would let them live there, and then ghost, leaving a note saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm going away. The apartment's paid for, and he would pay for the apartment for like four or five months, and then just stop paying it, and then that person was homeless. Mm. It's a pretty cool way to handle the ex lover situation, yeah. if you ask me. It's easier yeah. than let's put it this way: if you have money, it is easier than a conversation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I was about to criticize him for putting people in a situation to be homeless, but he's paying for those 4 months in the first place. So it's it's just a it's just a very expensive drawn out way to break up with a bitch. Oh yeah, and he never actually breaks up with these people. He's just like I'm going away for a business. Ever. And they go, "What business do you do?" "Uh science." Fucking not you Yeah exactly And then he just leaves And then never thinks of that person again It's great Uh, Billy Billy then moved to Chicago To have sex with people Mm. He wanted to be a private dick too So he applied to work At a private dick agency Which he found to be Much more boring than he thought Oh yeah Just lots of stakeouts Huh? Just a lot of stakeouts Not Just eating ramen And watching things not happen Is pretty much What a detective does So this is during World War II Uh huh Okay. I discovered something about what private dicks, 9 out of 10 of them, did during World War II. This was news to me.
0: It was seeing who your wife was banging while you were fighting the Nazis. Nope. No?
1: My guess is wrong. It is much more boring. So check this out. Store owners would regularly hire these dicks to walk around their shops, scaring employees into honesty. What? So what they would do is that they would send these people in they would send a group right. of private dicks in and then just have them do shit with money like make transactions and if anyone came in short or anyone tried to rip anyone off a dollar or if the register was short on something they would have a witness to the transaction and the bank till and the oh. register so this they were basically used to scare whatever men weren't fighting the war into being honest because okay. it was super hard to find people to work so, it's like secret shopping, but with a private eye,
0: yeah, exactly, that's what they were used for undercover boss, but guess what? uh, I'm not your boss, I'm Billy Burroughs. I'm gonna come and fuck everything you see <laughs> um billy uh, okay. give the give the man the two dollars
1: we uh told you to give him, not your penis, <laughs> anyway, now he a- can take the two dollars off my penis. <laughs> take it for my paycheck my parents will be giving me money anyway yeah it's two dollars and quarters so it's a balancing act mm. <laughs> <laughs> he then became a uh, fumigator and he really liked that job he even wrote cool. about it later in his book exterminator which is a pretty good book he loved spraying cockroaches suffocating them with poison he worked as an exterminator for nine months uh while still collecting allowance of course. So Billy did eventually quit that job and fantasized about the Chicago crime syndicates. He wanted to rob banks and do hood rat shit. (sighs) Uh, It's it's just like this, you're just drawing the picture of like the most uh, sickly man because like all throughout his childhood, he was playing with unregulated explosive chemicals. He's in fucking Alamos with like the radiation going and now he's just like giggling as he's fucking gassing cockroach nests. So like this man just must be riddled with like every toxin known to man at this point. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was um, a term a term that they use for uh junkies because he is using junk in and out at this no, point. Oh, let's not forget that too. Yeah. Um is that they pickle themselves. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they don't they like age weird and they uh, they can survive all kinds of shit. I mean, look at Iggy Pop. I was thinking Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Like you saw that you know the picture of those two together just like look how pickled we are. Yeah, they're, they're, it's like they're stuck in their 25-year-old bodies, but they're aging. Like, their skin is aging, but not the bones. It's tight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tight. like They're weird. not getting meat flaps or meat rolls. It's like face Benjamin Button, but everything else is gone. <laughs> wow. Because like, have you seen Iggy Pop has that other face on his abs?
1: Yeah, not abs, but I, yes. I would love for my body to look like that, but I also know that I, if I start heroin, I'm just not gonna go to work, and I need to go to work right now. Well, just have that be your retirement policy. Fair enough. So anyway, he's a uh, he's a he's into this crime thing. He wants to get into shit, so he decides to stick up his favorite gay bathhouse. But um, it was pretty dumb of him to do because they knew him. Yeah, uh, because he was (laughs) it was his favorite place, and he also he went to the bar beforehand because he was nervous and he knew that the money would go to the bank at six o'clock every day and that was part of, you could there was actually journals that you could see like where he was writing this like um, he was writing it obsessively like rob the bank you know you have to be there at 555 oh. to make sure that the till isn't emptied and uh, all that shit so he's he's been obsessing about this for weeks and the day that he wants to do it he goes to the bar to limber up and by the time he gets to the bathhouse it's 615 and the guy behind the counter is like uh, uh, you want your dick sucked? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? And he and he had a gun on him. And he goes, and he's like, "Hey, uh, give me all your money." And he's like, "Uh, you want your dick sucked? Are you making a joke?" That's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's is this role it, play? The, the the rules of the animal kingdom are fight, flight, or filate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, oh, there's a
1: gun in my face. Do I want to run? Do I want to throw a punch? Do I want to peel this guy's thong off? And oh, God. Oh, I'm being robbed. Cody.
0: Cody. What? Guess what? You have what? a journal what? out right now. Welcome to the wild world of archaeology. You just progress to science. Oh, God. <laughs> sometimes dirt you. Yeah, sometimes a blowjob could be in dirt. Guess what? Now. Gunshot. Fight, flight, fellatiate archaeology,
1: archaeology. This will save my life. All right, so, uh, so Billy immediately calls it quits on being a criminal. He's like, eh. he does I'm enough criminal this. activity. By the way, he has, um, he has all kinds of illegal firearms on him at all times. He has weed on him all times. It's a really bad time to have weed on you. He's imagine. got, he's got enough to worry about. He doesn't need to go out there and just commit crimes. And also, he's robbing his
0: parents blind. Yeah. Also, I'm saying this is like the most rich kid thing, like story yes. ever. There's yes. so many different career paths this guy is picking. He's like, ah, I don't like that one. <laughs> ah, I don't like. That. I've been to Europe. I don't like that one. Also, let guns. me rob a bank. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I
1: mean, the whole time he knows he should be writing, but he yeah. doesn't because he's like, I might accomplish something yeah that's actually <laughs> that's my best impression of him all night he has good. this thing his whole life he talks like this welcome to the thanksgiving table now suck my cock
2: <laughs>
1: grandma so anyway uh, burroughs moves back to new york city in 1943 and he meets the rest of the goof troop herbert hunky hey. jack kerouac alan ginsburg and lucian carr uh he moved in with his good friend David Cammerer, which we did discuss already on the kerouac episode, uh he is the man to be killed by Lucian Carr. As a refresher course, here's the short of it. In 1944, Cammerer was obsessively stalking the young sexy Lucian Carr who was not interested. Cammerer found Carr in a bar one night and began harassing him. Carr stabbed the shit out of this freak and then went to Burroughs for some advice as to how to handle the situation. Burroughs told him to get a lawyer and turn himself in. Carr refused and went to Kerouac for help to hiding the murder weapon, which I don't know why he needed help with burying something the size of a butter knife. <laughs> hmm. He didn't want to get caught, so he went. He goes to Kerouac. He's like, hey, you're, you have a brain. Uh, eventually, <laughs> Burroughs was arrested himself for not turning Carr in. Burroughs gets out. Carr pleads uh, self-defense, and the world keeps turning. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to hear more in depth about that, go to the Kerouac episode. Now... This is around the time that Burroughs meets his second wife, Joan mm-hmm. Woolmer, who he described as pretty but not striking looking. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, funny. For for a guy that strikes women. Like, oh, this one's not striking. Yes. She could take a punch too well. I'm not buying it. There you go. She had already been married twice. Uh, once was a, to, a, to a dunce that she divorced very quickly, and the next was a chump named Paul... Adams, a merchant marine that was overseas the couple had been long separated at this point which is good for her because uh she get those wartime husbandry tre- checks on top of
0: her allowance from her rich parents sick mm. two rich kids together you know what that means it means that someone's opening a gallery <laughs> uh, yeah
1: very 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 good sir
0: yeah, so she'd spend her time loafing
1: around. Before she married Burrows though, she found out that she was pregnante uh, by one mm. of the other goof troops, uh probably uh probably Lucian Carr. I guess she let that lummox mess around with her vagina and then the mess. <laughs> don't don't let lummoxes mess with your vagina.
0: Yeah, hip daddy let me do some beat poetry in there. Ha! Yeah.
1: Skeet poetry. Yeah,
0: that's skeet poetry. Skeet poetry. A little
1: bit of that. Uh, So knowing none of them were (laughs) any good for raising a children, she decided to reconcile with her merchant marine hubby as fast as possible in order to fake him into thinking the baby was his. Her plan was to get him back by acting batshit crazy and have word of her being a stinking homeless person make the husband come back and take care of the whole deal. Somehow this worked. Wow. The first part of the plan (laughs) worked very well as a... Basically, social service was called on her for being a shoeless ass idiot in Times Square. They tossed her in the. It's just a beautiful imagery. Like this is you how need you shoes in fucking back. She's Times like, I'm, Square. I'm gonna be the fucking craziest cat woman ever. Yeah, uh, yeah you need so she takes off her shoes. Squares. She's biting her nails. She's just like putting on this act. And she has friends yep. call the social services they come pick her up they call the the next of kin or, which is paul adams he comes straight to her a few months later paul adams was responsible for someone else's baby mm-hmm. it's because he made it back in two weeks and i guess he can't he doesn't know the difference between seven months and nine months
0: yeah Weird. I, I don't know the difference between those two two months oh uh, yeah. but i know but like seven months that's when a crocodile's baby is born you mean the egg? I don't know enough. That's when a crocodile's human baby is born.
1: What is he talking about?
0: I don't know. He's not very okay. good at all this <laughs> stuff.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> now I'm good, Doug. Are you sure? Imagine how a crocodile fucks. It's probably sideways. No, I'm just thinking about that, though. No, imagine about... I'm sorry. I'm listening to your script, Tom. But no, you're not. You're not. You're just not. No, you're clearly not. I'm imagining how do crocodiles fuck, though.
1: One eats the other one. The the one inside breaks down to eggs, and then that's what All it right. is. gets. So, so like, us.
0: tell me more about crocodile bros.
1: That's what he was talking about.
0: Crocodile Billy.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, let's talk about <laughs> Crocodile Joan, his wife. Uh, Joan was a heavy drinker and eventually became a hardcore benzotrine addict, i.e., oh, benzo, the uh, over-the-counter meth head.
0: Yeah, that was that Beach Boys shit. Crackin' bennies. Yeah.
1: William had also started using morphine more regularly, as addicts do, and then shortly after, the drug everyone knew him best for, which was heroin, or as he refers to it, junk. <laughs> ah. Um, Later on, they get married, and Joan eh, kind of drifts in and out of his life for a while, but they do spend some time together. They didn't hate each other ever, but, uh, you know, w- William's... Like, uh, you don't have a dick, so this is not going to work. <laughs> Got uh, now, let's talk about Billy's farm. Now, not a lot of people know that Billy had a farm. I'm one of them. Yeah. Oh, wait. Bef- was it upstate New York? No, it was not that cool. Oh. Before mm. Billy became the beat writer that we know him as, he had one more occupation. Wow. It doesn't get much attention. He was a cotton farmer.
2: Mm. Now, here's how right. that happened.
1: Burroughs was arrested because of a forged prescription for Delaudid and briefly imprisoned before his father bailed him out like usual. Oh, good. At his trial, the judge gave him the worst punishment he could imagine. He sent him to live with his parents in St. Louis. There, he and his friends uh, and fellow jackass, Kels, Kels Elvin, began strategizing over get-rich-quick schemes. Oh, those are the best schemes. They landed on this idea of getting a farm to grow cotton and citrus fruit on. They did this in Texas for about a year and a half, mostly mm-hmm. using parent money to pay workers to do everything. Um, their duties were wake up in the morning, make sure that everyone was there, and then go uh, drink bathroom gin, eat psychedelic yeah. mushrooms, crack yeah. open inhalers for the benzedrine and yeah. <laughs> just get fucked up. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So, the real crazy shit happened just across the border at Zona Rosa, Mexico, where Burroughs was known as Billy the Queer and loved having sex with young Mexican boys. <laughs> if you want to be a true degenerate, go to Mexico and get fucked there. Yeah, Tijuana
0: um, donkey show. Yeah. Well, I always uh, want to see one of those. I mean... I don't. You're a sick man. Well, you know, is Tijuana. I might as well win in Rome. I don't care where I am.
1: If, I'm, if I don't want to see a massive cock go into a normal-sized person.
0: <laughs> when in I, Rome.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah uh, it,
0: uh, Tom, sometimes all roads lead to Rome. Sometimes all the roads lead to massive cock going in vagina. Yeah, but it's also donkey cock. Oh yeah, that's bestiality. That's weird. And you want to Never watch Never mind. That. Did you just realize that? You just figured oh, yeah, just it out. Did. Did you I just did. I thought it was a man in a donkey, donkey costume.
1: Bestiality.
0: I thought it was a man in a donkey costume.
1: You're a sick. I thought man. it was
0: Hector, Hector, and Juan in a donkey costume, DP
1: Oh, uh, like one of those two man <laughs> <Yeah>. horse suits, <laughs> Yeah. yeah all right. And like, what, yeah. what the guy in the back has a giant dick, and everyone's like, "This is normal." No. Yeah, and the guy <laughs> in the front just takes the paycheck and runs. I didn't
0: know it was bestiality. Look at me. I'm a little baby boy. I don't even understand anything.
1: Well, that's okay. It's on record forever. So anyway, um, (laughs) there's one place with particularly authentic Mexican stylings called Joe's Pub. (laughs) Burroughs and his posse of dingbats would close out each night in the company of caged animals and strippers. Uh, I'm talking bears. I'm talking lions. I'm talking the shit that we all want but we know we can't sustain it. Well, Mexicans are like the Southern Russians. If they can put it in a cage, <laughs> they will have it. Oh, okay. Sounds pretty rad. I mean... One of his friends, uh, let's call him Terry, because that's his name, thought sure. that <laughs> Got it. the caged lions in the bars liked him and that he had a connection with them oh, uh, God, and th- that they would uh, allow him t- to pet them so one day after many warnings from the staff not to touch the lions terry <laughs> entered the cage with some friends and he was promptly killed by an agitated lioness <laughs> Feels good, man. now the only sad part of this story is Burroughs wasn't actually there that night but he was oh. friends with terry and he was very familiar with the place and he did use this as an inspiration for a lot of his writing what
0: Terry. Terry getting killed by a lion? Yeah, Terry getting killed by a
1: lion. It shows up in like three of his books. I but mean, like, that's it, al- But metaphorically,
0: right? I mean, that's always like uh, that guy who goes out in the woods. He's like, I'm friends with the bears. I'm friends with the wolves. Oh, Didn't yeah. I, one of them get mauled by the yep. bears and the wolves? Yeah, he's
1: yeah. He was like, I'm the grizzly man, and oh, I the have a spiritual connection. Yeah, I have a spiritual connection with grizzlies, and literally, like the last photo on his camera roll that was found on his corpse was him just taking a picture of a bear eating his fucking legs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, but all right. One of the things I was I was going to mention is that we always think, I feel like we always think about these beat writers, like Burroughs or all these guys that are like off on their own, you know, doing their thing. Yeah, yeah. We always think about them as being like the true American kind of like, we could just do it. They're poor all the time. They can go fucking like live like imagine how it would be like to live back then. Just be able to go and wherever you want, and, like do whatever you want. So these are rich kids.
1: Yeah, they're rich kids at the time when America was allowed to have fun. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, you could Makes you good could sense. do some sh- you could do some crummy shit back then, and then like not- feed your friend to a lion. I- I'm just trying to think of like practical shit that you could do. Like if you were broke, you could walk into a diner and be like, "Hey, I'll clean all your dishes." yeah for oh, the yeah. afternoon if uh, just for a meal like now you got to yeah. fill out fucking w2s they got to make sure that you know yeah. uh you're the right mexican whatever it is <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. everything everything is just a, you could hitchhike back then you could it, yeah. if you got oh, into wow, a f- yeah. if you got into a fight there was no lawyer that was immediately trying to give his card to the other guy
0: well i mean yeah i mean that's also the same thing like i, I guess okay so i mean we see these people it's like okay they travel around Like, back then, you know, boomers, ooh, boo-hoo, I had such a hard life. Uh, Back (laughs) then, you could go to a gas station. You could travel to whatever bumblefuck town, Mm -hmm. get a job at McDonald's, and live there comfortably. But these are the people that did that, but then they also had money for drugs. Also, money
1: for drugs. Yeah. Money for drugs. Yeah. I mean you could just do shit.
0: You know, you can quit your job yeah. and know you're
1: gonna walk into a place and just get a job like painting someone's house. Yeah. Like this was the last time to have fun in America. Ever since then, it's like all the fun is organized. Why do we live in a place where you have to get online to do anything exciting? And then that thing is never that fun. Yeah. That that's what this place has become. And uh I, I like I have nothing against capitalism, but man, we have to get better taste and start like relaxing. But now I'm getting all preachy. So, hmm. so Terry's dead. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that, that's ol- how
1: they. That's how they started the conversation. The day after he died, they all just assembled in the bar, ordered their drinks, and were just like, "So Terry's uh, fucking dead." <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Uh, you guys want to write a book about it? Not really. Maybe a maybe a poem later. Maybe a haiku. Yeah. Maybe maybe Ginsberg could try to spell a word out. How about a blurb? <laughs> to try to tell, <laughs> tell us what's important. Do. Uh, anyway, with all this boy loving that Billy is doing, he's thrown into all these Mexican boys for just pesos. Uh, he managed to get Joan Pregnante. Very important. Now she asked Bill if, uh, she's like, Hey, look, man, uh, we're in Mexico and I got this, this baby. None of us want this baby abortion. And you'd think like, Oh, William S. Burroughs, uh, crazy boy. He's just like, yeah, get rid of it. I don't know what to do. But for some reason, (laughs) She asked Billy, hey, what do you think about the abortion? He goes, absolutely not. Whoa. He believes it's murder. What? Wow. Yeah. Okay. He had that. Uh, just, that was his view. And, you, you know, it's weird hearing that come from him because he seemed to break all the traditional, like, conservative ideas of America. But that one, I guess he was just stuck in his head.
0: Yeah, fuck him. Wait, did she was she like I don't really want to have this kid and he's like no, you're going to have this kid. Yeah,
1: but they were also married and like back then men as well. But yeah. Also, he also opposed interfering with Jones' meth and benzatrine consumption. He believed that interfering with someone's drug inter- intake was a a uh, violation of their rights, the same way that killing the baby would be a violation of its rights. So, uh, into the world is born a sickly Billy Junior, uh, who was <laughs> a amphetamine addict yeah, yeah. right out of the womb. Isn't that mm. fun? Yeah. So Burroughs took care of the kid pretty well. Actually, he he liked having a son. He was like, eh, I could I could put you on <laughs> it's the slap small me. Yeah. Um. So he has a son now. Um. Like I said before, Jones got this other kid that. Paul Adams is paying alimony on, so now they have a little four piece family. They're rolling around, they're drinking too much,
0: they're shooting guns oh, off. Sick. Um, so well, make... if you have a baby, if you have a baby like that, here is here is a trick. Oh, you go to your local uh, DQ. I love this Travis Lee baby life hacks. Go to your local DQ. Ask for like a uh, like a chocolate shake, but I want three times the amount of chocolate. You Drop that little baby in there. It's got sugar for days. So yeah. it's going to be happy for for days, <laughs> for days. Hey, man, just it's keep, addicted to something. It's about keeping babies happy. We all know that. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. alive. That's why I like Ikea. They got a baby place. You throw you kick your baby in there. You go do adult things like buy furniture and meat. That's hard to put together. Buy fucking furniture. Let's do it.
1: <laughs> all right. So anyway, he, uh, they have to buy some more furniture because they move away from Texas, uh, the, the Texas border, and they go to Louisiana. Bill lived in Louisiana for a short time where he was apprehended by some police officers and thrown Mm -hmm. in jail for being a junkie. Got it. Having track marks on your arms was enough to prosecute. He allowed the police to search his home without a warrant, which actually worked in his favor later as his father got a great lawyer and was able to get all evidence dismissed and all charges of drug and firearm possession thrown out. Get rid of it. Yeah. Bye. Now... He had to flee Louisiana because he didn't want to show up at his probation officers anymore. And um, (laughs) he also wanted to sober up for a little while. So he went back back to his property in Texas where Kells was still growing bullshit. (laughs) But it wasn't working with the family life and he wanted some privacy. So then he moved the family down to Mexico. Nice. He's in Mexico City now. That's where the boy be. Mm. Now, in Mexico, Joan and Burroughs drank a ton. He had kicked the junk for a while, but Joan was still a full-fledged meth monkey. (laughs) Remember, Joan had the uh, cuck kid with the sailor, and uh, they had Billy Jr., so the family lived together in this apartment in Mexico City that was... uh kind of like a little commune. I guess the idea of having a neighbor wasn't such a terrible idea at the time. Uh, The parents would be up all night drinking, and the kids would roam the building and play on the rooftop during the day. Burroughs had sold his share in the Texas Kells farm, and when that money came in a few months later, he did the most reasonable thing that he could think of, which was go on a drug excursion to Panama with a young boy that he was trying to seduce for two months, leaving Joan the meth head to watch the kids reasonable yeah
0: right so he's doing this shit now but he has a child
1: yeah uh, pretty much i mean yeah uh, he has child so he returns from his fruitless uh boy pussy free trip because the guy never put out oh um, joan was really- i feel bad for him do you really yeah not really okay. yeah <laughs> joan got all over his case about it this time she's like yo you you can't do that um so reasonable method head.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: And the couple I think had filed for divorce at this point, just like amicably. They were not feeling each other, but they just never really did the paperwork. So they were still married and they, they didn't hate each other. But uh after this trip, she really reamed him other. out. So after this reaming, he uh, and realizing that he had spent most of that money already, Burroughs became very depressed. Oh he had a looming feeling of impending doom following him around. Mm-hmm. So September 6, 1951, Burroughs woke up with the most intense feeling of dread he had ever felt. He attributed this to his ugly spirit, which I mentioned before. He was like, well, obviously, it's not because of the lifestyle I'm choosing. It's because I have a spirit. Yeah. Uh, He was walking down the street going to buy some shit. I don't know, probably an apple, when uh, he started crying uncontrollably for no reason.
0: Ah, like a true uh, junkie. Yeah, just crying while looking for sugar, you know, <laughs> like an ant. <laughs> like an ant. Wait, did his spirit have a name? No, like, it was just the ugly spirit. Ugly the ugly spirit. spirit. Okay, it wasn't like one of these, like, um, I feel like if you're going to make the jump to a psychic, your spirit has to have a name and an origin.
1: What What's your uh, ugly spirit's name? My ugly
0: spirit's name? Mm-hmm. Francois. Oh. And he's he he's got friends? He's got no, he's got seven legs. He was born on Uranus, but his spirit resides on earth. And, and came guess to what? you. He loves ants. He has ants all over his fingers.
1: He's got hands on his fingers? No, ants. Oh, ants. Oh, he's an ant ants. guy. A lot of ants. He's okay. an ant
0: guy. He's oh. licking his fingers, he's touching the ants, he's getting the ants play in his mouth. That just sounds like you. I... Are
1: you just describing your own No, this spirit? is how
0: I go to sleep. I hang out with Francois.
1: Okay. Seven legged ant man from, from Uranus. Uranus. Okay.
0: Anyway, he uh he
1: had just arranged to sell some of his guns to address his financial issues, <laughs> oh. which which saddened oh. him deeply like it would any real man. He uh later went to his friend's apartment as as a place to arrange for the sale of the guns with his other buddy, but the guy ended mm. up backing out. I mean, yeah, it sounds sketch as fuck. Yes. So Joan was already at this friend's house with a few other of their friends, and they were all drinking heavily, as uh, Joan was the type of woman who would crack a bottle of tequila at noon and drink until she was passed out every day. So 1245. Right. So when he walked over there, he had one gun on him, which was his Checkmate Star 380 auto pistol. It's a terrible gun. It's very inconsistent. Rule of thumb is like the cooler the gun sounds, the worse it is. Yeah. So what was it? What was it called? The Checkmate three eighty uh, auto pistol? Yes. That sounds like every like third trigger pull it just like spurts out sour cream. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like a taco bell that's gun. How,
1: that's how cool <laughs> that gun sounds.
0: <laughs> yeah. I would love it if a gun shot sour cream. Yeah. The more boring
1: a gun name is, like, the more reliable it is. So just like, oh, nine millimeter. That thing will fire every time. Well, you know, Until it you, doesn't when you have one of those, you could play Russian cream. Let. Yeah. Yeah. You're first. Dude,
0: I always. That's been like a dream of mine. No, I think it was, it I, if this podcast makes it. I'm getting a sour cream caulking gun from w- Taco Bell. We have made it. Yeah. What? We have. We have listeners. Yeah. I know. OK, well, I guess I need <laughs> how, to get a sour cream caulking gun from Taco yeah. Bell. Patreon.com slash roastmortemcast.
1: How deep does the Patreon have to be before you get a caulking gun of sour cream?
0: Right this now. is an
1: honest metric. I need to right
0: know. N- right now. Subscribe, like, touch it, and I will do a cocking. I'm going to do a cocking gun worth of sour cream anyway.
1: Yeah, how about that for a mukbang? You do regular food and then food through a cocking gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't be watching those ones. Regular condiments. No, no. No ingredient changes, but you just say if it's
0: better through a cocking gun or not. I like that idea, Cody. This is why you're the ideas man. You're welcome. That's why you came up with the name of the show. Well, yeah. okay, so uh, f- just for
1: Travis's sake, why don't we make it so this gun shoots sour cream for the it rest of the It could be anything story. because you just interchange the tube. It could be cool. the nacho cheese. It could be like queso fresco. It could be sour cream.
0: It no. could be like salsa. It could be but Diablo sauce. Let's make this kid friendly. Guess what? Billy's walking around with a sour cream gun. Fine. so now Billy's you can got, let your kids now you can let your kids listen to the show right now
1: yeah there's always a tick mark on the YouTube videos yeah. now that I have to say if it's made for kids or not I hit no every time
0: well you shouldn't anymore basically he
1: shows up to this party the kind of party they had every day um, where they're just drinking a lot and hanging out and you know there's guns on the table so the the group was having a bit of a discussion about junk withdrawal. Uh, which mm-hmm. is typically something that heroin addicts do a lot. They talk, they congratulate themselves for how they withdraw or they, they theorize about, oh, yeah, I could have withdrawn quicker had this happened and my ass was different. Yeah. So Burroughs was talking about this idea of sending junkies to an Amazonian summer island, which is an island that only exists certain times of the year due to water flow. All cool. other times, it's just a big hill. Burroughs was entertaining the idea that he said he was, and said he'd be able to uh to do this idea if he had a gun because he'd be able to go and live off of the wild boar that were there. Oh yeah. Uh Joan opened up her big stupid mouth and said, Hey, you can't shoot shit when you have the shakes. No one can shoot shit when they're withdrawing. You're gonna fire all over the place. You're gonna die sense. out there. So, of course, Burrow says nonsense. And claiming that he never got the shakes during his several withdrawals. He then said, Put that glass on your head, Joni Let me show the boys what a great shot old Bill is. So then she did just that, and Bill whipped out his Star 360 pistol and shot Joan in the face. With sour cream. With sour cream. So this is basically history's worst I told you so moments, because she was (laughs) easily right. (laughs) Wow, that must have been
0: inconvenient. She probably got a little bit of burning. Well, soothing. From yeah. the cream. In well, I eyes. mean,
1: you know, this is a uh, this is a woman who died, so uh, maybe we'll hamper the sour cream I, joke. I don't understand the logic. Like, you're gonna kill me, and I'll prove it. Um, these people are insane. Yeah, Cody, there's no. Yeah. don't look for logic here. That no, would be I'm a very to. unfair task to put on yourself. I'm gonna look for logic. There might be comedy in there somewhere, but woman dead. Mm. so anyway okay okay. so murder Uh, according to the other people in the room bill ran over to joan's vegetable body that was now on the floor he propped her up in an easy chair and he couldn't believe his eyes when he realized that she hadn't been playing a trick (laughs) no that's a real (laughs) bullet hole in her face yeah yeah so someone called bill's lawyer immediately and he was told to go lay low for a while which he did not when the Uh. ambulance arrived joan was unconscious but still breathing they took her to the hospital and gave her a, tr- a blood transfusion and what other uh, Mexican sorcery they use in Mexico City. <laughs> uh, but she was mm. dead within the hour. Chicken Oh, uh, Well, that's terrible. He's a murderer. Yes. Uh, Burroughs had not listened to his lawyer and was in front of the hospital uh, talking to a swarm of reporters about the incident because when a gringo shoots his gringo wife, uh, it's going to get in the paper. Yeah. Yeah. He's not famous right now, right? No. All right. He's just a everyone knows him because he's just drunk and, and shoots guns all over the place. And right. He's like, a Mark, yeah. he's
0: like a Charlie Sheen. Yeah. But some,
1: didn't do movies. Didn't do anything. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, so he's outside when uh, one of the doctors or nurses comes outside and, and says that, uh, hey, your wife's dead now. We couldn't save her. He starts screaming and pulling out his hair and makes this whole big thing you know, <laughs> oh. in front of the reporters.
0: Ah, look how sad I am.
1: I regret it. Yes. Now, uh, the accounts of the story are plentiful there's many many different contradictions in the versions that are told burroughs himself even giving multiple versions of the story over time some even some of those stories even blaming joan entirely for uh asking burroughs to do the william tell act either way burroughs was arrested and taken to police headquarters where he was held uh his lawyer helped him write an official statement about the account
0: he was in hey, print- hey go- Cody, yeah, you yeah remember exactly. that time where I was like, "Hey, I'd love to help your family by getting naked and killing a wild boar with my bare hands." Is that offer off the, or off the table? Is that off? No, off- it's still okay, there. You just so haven't don't hit use me the up, past dude. Tense and scare me? No, I'm just saying you haven't hit me up, man. I will kill a wild boar without the shakes, without the clothes, with just my bare hands in the woods and not get mauled. This will be a hilarious. Um everything about it is yes. hilarious the story
1: for, the, well the, i'm for gonna the listeners under- at home that are uninitiated uh my mom has a farm that has a boar problem so travis is all rights offering to what's the word exterminate but also eat yeah uh, well guess pigs. what
0: the mccann family just doesn't want my services so no 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 we uh, you know we're just All right, waiting fine. for
1: the next flare up, pig flare up. Look, we're guys, we're next we're next over the bore thing because Travis, if you get out there, tell us how it goes. But until then, he'll get out here. We got a know. dead woman in our hands. Let's get through this. All right. So he was then transported to a prison for the presumed murder of Joan Vollmer. He spent only 13 days in jail. Oh, it is rumored that's... that his lawyer and his brother bribed the judge, who initially intended to keep Burroughs until the time of the trial without bail. Lo and behold, the no-bail ruling was overturned, and Burroughs ponied up the money and put back on the street. He had to show up to his probation officer every Monday for the next two years until the trial. Meanwhile, his kids were taken care of by the landlord of his apartment building. Bill's brother Mort came down to Mexico to help Bill with his legal issues. Mort ripped into Bill for being a spoiled brat, and Bill and took Bill Jr. back to St. Louis with him. Burroughs stayed in Mexico and wallowed around for a while until his next big move, which we will get into in part two.
0: Oh! oh! Teasers. Fuck. Teasers. Uh, Cody. Yeah. You love when these, par- when these duos end a certain way. I like having at least one body per
1: episode. I think it's a good part. Oh, boy. Do we have a body? I mean, there's just bodies floating around. You could just squeeze one into a script every now and then. It's *Rust mortem cast. You can
0: shove a little body into your cock gun and inject it right into an episode. Well, Tom, I just think it's really cool because this guy is just such a little weenie boy. I mean, he had a terrible childhood. Unfair unfair
1: childhood, yes.
0: Unfair. We haven't even got got to the, the writing part
1: yeah we haven't he hasn't started wow. his career, yeah, holy shit, so this, this is, is yeah. why. I, I and this um this actually started his writing career a bit this this traumatic experience. I don't think he honestly wanted to kill Joan, I think he's just an idiot, and yeah, as much as he didn't want to be married to her, he didn't wish her any harm, but also he killed her uh so uh guy, come on.
0: Yeah, it's like I didn't want to. I didn't want to light my face on fire when I did a shot with a full beard and lit the shot on fire. Was oh, that Sambuca in my mouth? But it's always about you. It's, it's always about you. It happened. Yeah, it's true. That did happen. To be
1: fair, it would have been a. It would have been a great story. Like, hey, this, this 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 drug addict shot a glass off of my head, and I survived to tell the tale. Yeah, but it went horribly yeah. awry. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man. It's just one of those things, like. This is, only a privileged person would die this way, where they yeah. volunteered to do that. Yeah, yeah,
0: I bet you're wrong and can't do this without killing me. Like, Bad. this probably yeah. happens at every Dave Matthews band festival. At least twice. Let's close this episode out. All the
1: listeners, you're getting a part two for this one. Oh, yes. William yeah. S. Burroughs is a hot, hot pedophile weenie. We didn't even yes. get to the writing yet. We're not even at the meat, but Tom, this is like a bloomin' appetizer. A yes. bloomin' onion of an appetizer. And you, and you know what happens when you order a bloomin' onion at Outback? You get the ribs. You're, you're full already. Poopy. So you're going to have to wait uh, a couple hours until you get the next episode in
0: your in your head gullet. They have bathrooms there. Yeah. Just go use it. Dude, yeah. yeah. one of my favorite places of an Outback, the bathroom. <laughs> <Is> that... <laughs> They're all beautiful there. Yeah. They're all great. It's like when you're in our country, good
1: day. Oh, God. Good Good day. I'm very tired still. I cannot wait to get my Jeep Wrangler. Next time you talk to me, I'll be a real fucking class act piece of shit. Perfect. (laughs) Can't wait. Can't wait for that improvement. It's going to be a much better episode. And by that, I mean it's going to be perfect just like this one. Mm. Thanks for listening to Roast Mortem. We're working on a website now, but we don't have that. Uh, So you're going to have to default on all the shit, you
0: know? Maybe when it comes out,
1: they'll have it. Fucking Google us and then Patreon. Give us your money. We like money.
0: That's good. Yeah, money's good. I really hope that Mike joins us on the next episode and he's completely confused. I'm going to make him listen to this on his plane ride home. Oh, yes. Ruin his trip.
1: Uh, yeah. Be like, dude. No you- one
0: wants to listen to us while they're in transit. <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that?
1: Only do sick people.
0: Absur- yeah. Sick fucks. would Commit idiots. that
1: absurdity. <clears throat> Bingo. All right. Shane, everyone. Thank
0: you. All right. Jane. Thank you, Shaney. Thank you, Shaney. Thank you, Shaney. Love you, Don't manies. do a William Tell.